0: Hi, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and you are listening to the Fanboy Planet Podcast. To my left is Mr. Lon Lopez from Moronlife.com.
1: Yes, hello. Hi. To my right
0: is our sound engineer and guest commentator. As always, Rick Brettschneider. Hello. Do you have an a do you have a com? I can't you know do you uh
2: nah. Nah, nah. And eating Burger King in the back
0: is <laughs> Steve Simonetti, manager of FanboyPlanet.com. Who may or may not say something cogent this evening.
1: Steve, Steve does fa- sound effects. Yes.
0: If we're lucky, he may uh, favor us with a belch. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been a couple weeks off, and I apologize for that. Uh, I've been super busy. How was
2: that cruise, by the way? <laughs> that cruise? Oh,
0: yeah. oh, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't say. The booze a, cruise. No, the okay. booze cruise, right. right. Uh, a two-week booze cruise, mm-hmm. sure. Oh, even better. It was doing a show with Catholic schoolgirls.
2: X? I think I saw that one. Yes. Or I rented it, at oh. least. <laughs> no, that Any- wasn't that one. Oh, no. But that, all right. okay, sorry. Um,
0: <clears throat> anyway, we are, of course, podcasting from uh, FanboyPlanet.com, 3428 El Camino Real Suite 105 in Santa Clara, California. You can look for information on FanboyPlanet.com on FanboyPlanet.com the official website, and the only place that Lon Lopez the buys The only comics.
2: place I buy my comics.
0: Indeed. All right, so let's talk a little bit about actual comics now that we're back here. Sure. Okay, sure. Ready? First of all, uh, as I said in my spotlight book, uh, because this was triggered today, Rick mentioned he's finally caught up on all the Civil War crossovers. Now that you are all caught up on the Civil War crossover and everything, what, how do you feel about it? It's
1: It's barely getting better. Mm. Yeah, uh, right. uh, without any spoilers, there was finally some believable conflict in the Peter Parker universe. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anxious. Anxious to see the. Now, next would you
0: consider that issue in the actual book Civil War, or do you find that in the actual Spider-Man books is where the believable conflict like is S- coming? The Spider-Man
1: books, and that's actually that's one of my complaints about the Civil War core books. Is they're very skeletal on the actual, the interesting stuff is happening in the side book.
0: The characters, such as today, which is my spotlight book, uh, my segue, The Incredible Hulk number 100, which is, uh, it, for those who are not aware, is actually setting up, the Hulk is setting up the next year's big crossover, World War Hulk, uh, while they're in the midst of a huge plotline called Planet Hulk, because at the beginning, before Civil War started, the Illuminati. Uh, Sent the Hulk to another planet. They intended to send him to an uninhabited world. Instead, he messed with the controls. Somehow a warp opened up and he ended up on a planet that was uh, ruled by an alien race that uh, was enslaving other alien races. At one point, it even enslaved the Silver Surfer. So you had that Hulk versus Surfer uh, battle. Gladiator
2: match, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Spartacus. The Silver... I think they called him the Silver Gladiator, or something mm. like that. And he wasn't the surfer for that. Cause Played
2: by Kirk Douglas, right? Right. Oh, okay. But he was
0: actually riding a, a flattened Russell Crowe. Oh, so it better. was a <laughs> really good. He's good in a fight. He, he's he especially when he's flattened. It's exactly. great, you know. He's hard And there we go. Mm-hmm. But uh, today marks the 100th issue. And in fact, despite the fact that it's been through uh, the Hulk's been around for a long time, this is actually the first time in the Hulk's history he's had a 100th issue.
2: What? Because yeah, yeah, it's
0: because the first issue went, uh, the first volume of Hulk was one to six, was canceled. Oh, that's right. He showed up yeah. in Tales yeah. to Astonish, and, and he astonished. And then with uh, issue one hundred two, yeah. Tales to Astonish became uh, the Incredible Hulk. So there was never actually a one hundred. So it started with one hundred two, and then they restarted it hundred issues ago at number one again. So he's what? finally reached his first one hundred. This is back in the days when Marvel believed this is in the late 90s, early... Wait, the last Hulk
2: ups? series before this was up to, like, four-something, wasn't yeah, it? Right. but it they started never
1: had a 100th issue. It was a different title. Oh, it never had a, a number one. Let's go to the whiteboard oh, and diagrams. Okay. Let's get Sorry.
0: the old 3DBB. It's time to visit Mr. Sorry, Whoopi. I'm, I'm Let's explain those. this. Uh, <laughs> I'm so one of those <laughs>
2: younger comic readers that doesn't remember that. You but child. anyways. Uh, All right.
0: So there we go. Uh, so anyway, this is the first time that we had a 100th issue. And Greg Pak, who was one of uh, Marvel's young gun writers a couple of years ago. Kind of like Emilio Estevez? Sort of. Okay. Except uh, a lot more prolific mm-hmm. and Good. not nearly as... I can't pull this joke oh, off okay, because of wisdom—that's <laughs> the name of it. Oh, I think of that horrible movie that he directed, <laughs> uh, and and I, you know, and I like Emilio personally. He, you know, he talked to me when I, I, just, I worked he, in a movie you just theater said once. Young Guns, so. young guns anyway. yes, when he played Billy the Kid. But uh, <laughs> Greg Pak, who was a filmmaker making uh, obscure science fiction films and shorts, that uh, Chris Garcia interviewed a couple of times uh, when he was just on the festival yeah. circuit. And suddenly uh, he's now one of Marvel's hottest writers, and Fanboy Planet discovered him early, but we had no idea that Marvel was going to hire him. And so we talked We talked mostly about his film work. He's a really great science fiction writer, and he's applied that sensibility to uh, not just The Incredible Hulk, but he had earlier uh, revived Warlock in a very controversial uh, miniseries that if you'd actually – if anybody had actually read to the end, which I don't think many people did, did. <laughs> it it was like oh this totally makes sense after he completely messed with everybody's heads in the first couple of issues he revived the Phoenix and made me not hate that concept after I read it um, and in fact he's in the middle of another miniseries involving the Phoenix force uh, it's Phoenix war song is that right I think that's right yeah. I read. It. Uh, so uh, I read the third issue today at, or last night, and it was uh, actually really it was really interesting. And and Greg Pack is the only writer I think uh, willing to ta- tackle the plot threads left behind in X Men by Grant Morrison. So mm. he's wrapping he's using his Phoenix mini series of miniseries to wrap up or to pick up the ideas that Grant Morrison left behind because he's got ways of expanding upon them without what seemed to be, when Mar- when Morrison left, that Marvel sort of just said, everything Morrison yeah. did, let's undo it. And Greg Pack is actually carrying it through and, and make sure that it still kind of lives for on. for Greg Pack. Yeah, so he's really great. But so he's how got is he
2: writing the Hulk, is what I'm trying to figure out.
0: Uh, he's writing one heck of a great Hulk. I'd mm-hmm. say this is it's hard to say. It's apples and oranges, but uh, I'd say, let's say safely, the second best run on the Hulk in the Hulk's history. I consider mm. Peter David's first run on the Hulk to be classic, though it had some clunkers. It was a long run. But it was a long run. It was uh, a brilliant run. I was not interested in the Hulk before before that. I
2: lost interest in what the Hulk. What about the Bruce Jones run? That was a pretty good run, too. Uh, no? I
0: thought it was interesting for a little bit, and then it stopped. I, Bruce Jones is a writer... Who I think has some really good ideas, but he's very dark, hmm. and he's very cynical. And
2: but that's ul- how I got back into Hulk. Did you, Bruce yeah. Jones? Run, uh, ultimately,
0: but. when I think when Bruce Jones is writing his own stuff mm. uh, or his own characters, he's interesting. Mm. When he's writing somebody else's, uh, such as uh, what was he? He did that that revamp of the Vigilante, which was it just felt very. Predictable and tired mm. um, okay. and right. He was writing Nightwing and they couldn't fire him Fast enough from mm. Nightwing They brought Marv Wolfman back in which does bring up In 52 last week They had the uh, I the haven't read it yet Oh, oh yeah. no they had the origin of Nightwing The two page And the two page origin of Nightwing Actually explains more In two pages about the one year later Than the six or seven issues Of Nightwing that have happened that so have been like, One year later So there's like this This one panel that says something, I'm like, wait a minute. I think I was reading Nightwing, and I don't remember that happening. Mm. That explains so much and firmly puts Nightwing back in a superhero universe, which I think Bruce Jones isn't particularly interested in superheroes. And and so he would take characters like the Hulk and Um, um, immediately disconnect them from the the universe around them, which works for some characters. But isn't this
2: kind of what Greg Pak is doing with... <clears throat> well, he's been planet literally old.
0: disconnected in the sense that he has gone to this other planet, but all these other alien races, not all of them, but some of them, have ties to the Marvel Universe. So oh. he is allied with one of the Stone Men from Saturn. That is there a scroll in
2: there, maybe? Somewhere? There's not a
0: scroll, but there's a brood. Oh. There's a member of the brood, and Greg Pack has actually made this member of the brood like a personality, and you almost feel sympathy for it. Uh, the stone man from Saturn who was there in Thor's origin, uh, you feel, like, sympathy for this. He has a line in here about saying, you know, I- I'm made of stone. And-, and the consequence of being made of stone emotionally is explored, which is very odd. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it's it's good. I mean, he really gets into the alien mentalities. So aside from uh, from that, it's a it's a great story. They're, they're on this last arc. I think this is the last arc of Planet Hulk called Allegiance before he comes back. And it's been set up in some issues of Civil War where characters like She Hulk sort of mention noticing that she hadn't seen her cousin in a long time. Uh, did she, make Thanksgiving last? Yeah, he did make Thanksgiving. <laughs> Usually, Hulk smash turkey. <laughs> Call and <laughs> yeah, we don't have him carve it so much as just smash it, pound it. Uh, it, she noticed that. And then here in, in this Planet Hulk, this issue 100, which is oversized at $399, uh, has a backup story with art by Gary Frank, whose art I love. He's the guy love who's drawing supreme power. And uh, now Gary you're taking Frank it, a slide, It's hefty. So it's it's
1: it, a good value for the weight.
0: It is. It is. Because he also they also reprint a two-part story from the earlier days of the Hulk, which is like an all-star crossover. Daredevil, uh, the Hulk is put on trial for murder. Matt Murdock becomes his lawyer. So it's great, like, 70s continuity when it when Daredevil and was... What
2: was the per- just because it's the 100th issue, they're just... Yeah, they're, rub- and,
0: but it also ties in thematically to what they're talking about in the backup, oh, okay. which is basically Greg Pak establishes with this... Now I have to open it up again and, and remember this guy's name. I told you, I'd have to look at it. Was it Maximo oh, yeah. Incredible? Maximo, <laughs> no, Maximo, <laughs> sheesh. Uh, Amadeus Cho is a secret identity, so it's hard not to remember that. Amadeus Cho Which in itself Is a better name Than the actual He is known as Mastermind Excello That's his alleged But he
1: created that name When he was like 15 years old Yeah So so he's he's 15 Yeah But I think
0: the name Amadeus Cho Is actually You know I'd buy a book About Amadeus Cho Mastermind Mm -hmm. Excello But anyway, I'd buy the LP too. But sure, <laughs> uh, and then I'd lie in the dark on the ground, and you know, yeah, sure. All right, so and listen to it. But uh, Amadeus Cho, Mastermind Excello, uh challenges Reed Richards, and this is a great crossover with Civil War because it's somebody smart enough to tack to actually tackle Reed Richards and say, "What the heck are you thinking?" Because Reed Richards is tinkering with this with with uh, Chlor, uh, and saying, "You know what went wrong <laughs> with Chlor." and he doesn 't say Clore. it hasn 't really caught on with Marvel mainstream yet, but keep, it will keep trying but it will it 's not just me there're all websites all across the country are calling him chlor. Uh you know he 's tinkering with that going i don 't know what went wrong and then Hammade Joe inter- in interjects this doubt and contacts him and says calls him from the Hulks uh, Nevada when he, he like, early on in the Hulk's history, had that, that subterranean base that Bruce the Banner set up. Pneumatic door. Yeah, with the pneumatic door so that the Hulk couldn't Pound escape. On one side, yeah, yeah. The cutaway side view. When the, the Hulk. Hulk, Yes, yes. Uh, so he's calling from that and saying you know, your calculations are all wrong. And the thing is, the Hulk is eventually going to figure out how to come back, and guess what? He's got friends. And when the Hulk comes back, I'm one of his friends, there are others out there, you guys are screwed. And <laughs> it's like... This is the first Civil War story where I we went, yes, yeah. I'm looking forward to World War Hulk because it seems like it's growing out of something. They're not retroactively making continuity, though I liked the Illuminati. Again, I have to say that. I did like the that that, that made sense, but it was still a retcon. And this is, no, this grows organically out of it. When the Hulk comes back, naturally he's going to be ticked.
1: So I didn't miss anything with the Illuminati. It's just it's back, back It kind the of explains of story, how
0: why the Illuminati formed okay. and how many events you may have not noticed that they were, were being orchestrated uh, by uh, these guys. Okay. They meet annually uh, the, the Black Bold Iron Man Weirdest Reed Richards group of Behind the scenes. And, so it, and it is weird because when you realize that Professor X has been sometimes vilified by the Marvel Universe yeah. on the whole, it's like why are these guys still meeting Sub-Mariner. You know, and, Or why or Submariner? Why then in regular continuity have they seen to be enemies if once a year they put it all aside and go, All right, now let's manipulate all the other superheroes. Yeah. I thought it was cool, but don't think about it too hard or yeah. you're yeah, something it's will blame.
2: But uh, so this plant World War Hulk when it's coming up, and they basically uh, are they hyping it as pretty much the end of the Marvel Universe or, I mean, because really if you have a World War Hulk nobody's a winner really, I mean, no. come on
0: the fans are the winners <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of uh, like Aliens
2: versus Predator at
0: the end there will be a new Earth and at we one lose. point the Hulk's hand will reach out for us Hmm. And this is the earth he wants. No, I'm sorry. Like Don't
2: I worry. said, with like I said with the Civil War thing and the unmasked Spider-Man, they might as well just start writing the death of Spider-Man. Now, when they start doing World War Hulk, they might as well, I mean, what was that uh, with the Maestro storyline? Uh, future imperfect, right? Yeah. So I mean, pretty much, are they another are we, great Peter David? Are we leaning towards the future imperfect storyline where Hulk becomes the Maestro killed everybody? And sure. well, I'm sure on one level that's one of the they things they're leading that. towards
0: just as in D C they've talked about that with Captain Adam. Captain Adam became the monarch and everybody yeah. finally put on the monarch armor and everybody's excited. Ooh, maybe Armageddon two thousand and one, wait it's two thousand six. But it may it's still come come true. Uh you know, I I don't know, way. Lon. I'm just we'll gonna read and, see. and still we'll enjoy and if see. it's well okay. told. I mean it comes back to you know again, are they just gonna Superseded all with the Ultimate Universe, which, by the way, again Spider Ultimate Spider Man One Hundred and One a couple of weeks ago. We weren't able to talk about that, but my gosh, the Revelations Brian Michael Bendis has made it okay to mention the words the Clone Saga Mm. again. And, again, it was never okay to say the Clone Saga. In fact, the Clone Saga sucked when it was in the regular Marvel Universe. It was okay in
1: that context. What? It was okay in that context. It was okay
0: in that context. Okay in that context. You know, uh, There we go. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but now, Brian Michael Bendis completely t- turned everything upside down in Ultimate Spider-Man. And it's great. It's well thought out. I mean, sure, he has the advantage of knowing, whether well, if I had done it the way they did it before, they would hate me.
2: But <laughs> now I can fix this. And he's changed things amazingly. Well, you know, no you kind of you kind of have carte blanche in the Ultimate Universe. You can do whatever you want. Um, so I mean, well, I mean, there's still some editorial form. You, you could, allegedly, you should be able to do whatever you want in uh, in the regular Marvel Universe. Well, it's apparently that's what they're doing now with the Planet Hulk and the Civil War. But, anyways, I digress. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to reading. I haven't read it yet, but. All right. Well, then
0: let's move to comics-related stuff because we have a lot of things. Uh, yes. I'm going to go here with, first. Is a thing that's just showing up in some select Marvel books this month as a backup feature was the the uh, first comic book appearance of the heroine, the Guiding Light, and uh, because it's a crossover, Marvel is crossed
2: over with a CBS soap opera. Wow. Yes. What? What? Who? Who was the the genius behind that great idea? Who? Who sat at the board meeting and, and came up with that is what I want to know. What, What's the possible marketing ploy from that? A lot of comic fans stay-at-home moms or what? A, a lot of comic fans don't have jobs, I guess, mm. in the theory, <laughs> they, and they're, they're,
0: they're home watching. It's sort of like, and somebody's got to replace them now that Bob Barker's retiring. You know, they, they can't watch Prices Right anymore. So, uh, yeah, they they crossed over. I don't even know. I mean, I know, I've been aware of certain soap operas, like uh, Passions has had kind of a supernatural element for a while, because it was a joke they had that little talking doll, Timmy.
2: Oh,
1: I remember oh, that, right, right. Somebody's bell is ringing. It's the T-Mobile fairy. Oh,
0: ooh. Catherine Zeta-Jones is coming? <laughs> we have a special oh. guest in the studio. Uh, no. Dang it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like her to come in here Around personally and snub As a matter of me. fact, Eric. Yes. I'd <laughs> like her to come in and snub Hello.
2: Me. I'm Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay. She left.
0: That was such a frighteningly <laughs> not bad impersonation. Well, I am like I would like you uh-huh. to never do that again. She's not. She's Welsh.
2: Whatever. So, she looks dark. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I know. <laughs> I know she does. But she any- was in Zorro. Come on.
0: Sure. And and traffic. Don't forget that. But sure. anyway. So Jeff the guiding Zedder light Jones. made her appearance, and she's uh, the only Marvel book that I that I read in the previews this week that had the backup. Was oddly enough the Spider-Man Power Pack, designed for all ages. Definitely a, comp- a main. St- Uh, front story aimed at children and no one else but children though well done for that it's just not going to appeal to adults and that's Mm -hmm. fine Uh, unless you're huge
2: power pack fans so then yeah yeah,
0: but anyway, uh, <laughs> so and it's out of continuity because one of the members of the Power Pack has grown up in the regular Marvel universe and is a recurring character. In Runaways, right? She's so hot. And the Excelsior. Wait, I, did I just say that? Well, yeah, it's okay because she's over eighteen. She's legal. Yeah, yeah, she's Sweet. She's legal, in the, oh Gosh. dear heavens! Okay. All right, uh, so. At any rate, so The Guiding Light has appeared in, a, in apparently a sequel story to her actual soap opera appearance, which I did not get a chance to see, though. You can go online and see it, but I believe that Rick did see a little bit of this today.
1: I got tempted. I went online, and I watched the few little videos they had available on CBS. and um, CBS.com slash daytime. Interesting. Yes. Pro- Procter and Gamble brings you mm-hmm. Guiding Light.
0: It was probably Procter and Gamble's idea. They yeah. said we need to sell more soap. Right. More Now, is the hero the that
2: art. made the appearance called Guiding Light? The Guiding Light. Yes. Yeah. Is it? Re- and at one point, the,
0: I think heroine, the, heroine, scantily clad woman who ge- puts Electra woman to shame. She,
1: she good looking. Electra there.
0: woman who is over on Days of Our Lives actually, but. Uh,
1: origin what? is that she's uh, apparently electrocuted by Halloween lights, <laughs> goes to the hospital. <laughs> they're trying to resuscitate her with paddles. She wakes up. Her eyes are glowing, and she can shoot electric bolts the, out of her This end. is going to go back to
2: my last one of my last things I said on the podcast. Uh, it's kind of paraphrasing. Remember when getting shocked really bad <laughs> killed <laughs> like, people? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Lon, just
0: to put things uh, in perspective... It still does. Oh, thank you. There's the
1: kids out there <laughs> except on TV. Except on TV and in comic books. I mean, you know, come on. But yeah. one of the one of the most phenomenal costumes ever. I mean, when was the last time you saw a superheroine in hot pants that had cuffs on them? I mean, I, I can't talk about yeah, that. You
2: know, it's well, it's I'll be searching out for that on the internet
0: tonight. <laughs> it's excellent. It uh, yeah. should be posted. So, yes, yeah, so she loses her powers at the end of the episode. Apparently. I didn't,
1: it didn't have the whole episode. They had oh, okay. Well, had apparently, she...
0: according to the story, uh, the backup story in the Marvel books this week, you can go online and see the whole episode. But they were probably waiting till it had they, been broadcast. They actually the advertised markets.
1: the whole episode. The link, I couldn't get the link to work. I could only see the smaller link. So maybe a oh, lot of people Way were to go, CBS.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. No, it's a, it's right a until midnight. It's, a, well,
0: he's it's probably on, on, on YouTube a somewhere. somewhere. Uh, I don't know. No, no. YouTube's oh. been cleaned up this week. A lot of stuff That's has been terrible. taken off of.
1: Actually, the, the, the smaller videos were on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. But not the episode. YouTube okay. revelation. Revolution. Okay,
0: but uh, going a little more mainstream with television is Marvel is going to be developing a Moon Knight Ooh. TV show.
2: About the hero who goes around mooning everybody, right? Or right. Night. Talk about Sesame. just guiding light. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, that so was scary. <laughs> so
0: it was. Uh, <laughs> so a few words. They just they just announced it. They've,
2: they're going into production, but we don't know who the actors are. We don't know anything. Well, if we were to speculate about what kind of sh- – First of all, I'm going to predict low budget. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're smart, they won't do it like the Blade Show, and have the whole series about a chick who's not the main, <laughs> not character, the main character named Blade. Um, and I fail to see your point. And if and We're I'll bet it's
1: all about Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> well. And I'm going to bet and well, it should be. that Frenchie is going to be played by George Picard. No, George Takai. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And There's, I'm going to bet that Frenchie has been revealed to, yeah, okay. To be gay. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Do you know no. that? Yeah. Well, with well, the name like Frenchie, no. Um, no, but. Uh, Sacre bleu. But I'm also going to wager no Moon Knight costume. Okay. That's a horrible wager to lay down.
0: But, and yet, I'm afraid to take it. I'm yeah. Afraid to bet against you. Yes. Uh, except that I'd like to think that they know better.
2: But they don't. I mean, they're going sh- <laughs> But I mean, just look at Smallville and look at all the attempts, you know, to bring in heroes without costumes. Granted, they Let's, brought in... Smallville's bringing in. I costumes. know, but I'm just saying that, you know, oh, there's damn. a rumor
0: this week. May I say as well that uh, that there will be. A member of the Justice League appearing who will not actually appear. They're not casting anybody, but they will leave clues for fans that the character is around. Plastic Invisible man. Woman. No. Here's oh. the clue. Here's the clue. Oreo
2: cookies. Cyborg? No. Um, <laughs> they already had Cyborg. Oh. Cyborg's already been on. Oh, Oreo cookies. Oreo cookies. I don't.
0: The one. Black made Lightning. The major, the major DC <laughs> hero, who can, by the way, turn invisible, who is addicted to oh. Oreo cookies. John oh, Ted Martian Manhunter! John Hunter? Jones will be. Oh. It's rumored will be around, uh. saving Clark. But you don't know. But he'll be in yeah. human if form. he only but, do him in human form, yeah. But only, but o- only if you're a fan. He'll be recommend? very afraid of
1: fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Are there any characters that have been like, oh, birthday candles, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Lois, but that was weird. Because <laughs> oh, okay. uh, she's like, don't acknowledge that I'm almost 30. Uh, she's not. <laughs> she's not that old. But, you know, that's, that, uh, it would be yeah. perfectly okay if she was. Yeah. All right.
2: But uh, so we're not, I mean – I'm excited that they're even thinking about doing a Moon Knight uh, TV show. But has anybody been reading the Moon Knight comics? Is yeah. That, I mean, are they any good? I mean, the ones they're getting I, better. The first four that I was reading, I was just like, "Oh, what are they doing?" I, yeah, I wasn't really uh, drawn in. But it's apparently
0: it's doing fairly well, hmm. uh, and it's again, well, part everybody of,
2: loves the character, but they yeah. just but can't it's part seem of that Marvel initiative
0: book. to bring in these novelists from outside the comic mm-hmm. book industry. This was it. Mark Guggenheim that's writing that. Yeah. Am I, am I, I think it was
2: Mark Glockenspiel, I think, because what? No, oh, maybe? All I don't right. know. Perhaps. I'll have to look it up. Yeah.
1: Huh. Now you put me into a zither. It's <laughs> always tough when the first three issues of your story, the hero can't get out of his wheelchair. Mm, yeah. that's not, not, not action adventure. Yeah. yeah. That's what uh, sunk the whole Professor X miniseries.
0: series, is true. <laughs>
2: exactly. And the Ironside comic <laughs> <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it
0: strangely didn't sink the TV show at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, Ironside. And then you claim to know nothing about old comics. I I don't understand that. How could you pull out an Ironside reference? an enigma. Anyways. You are wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a delicious (laughs) deep-fried tortilla.
2: I just bring it out when it needs to be (laughs) brought out. Okay. But anyways.
0: (laughs) To switch universes for a bit, let's speak a movie that did make it on, and uh, unfortunately I was so wrapped up I missed this entirely, was the Hellboy animated
2: uh, movie showed on... Cartoon Network, Cartoon, Cartoon Network, Network, I think, yeah, and uh, they kept it as Hellboy, yeah, definitely. They couldn't, they didn't change it to Heck Boy because it's know. Cartoon Network. Hey, Hellboy, mm. uh, it was a, uh, you know, Hellboy.
1: It was a crap? line from the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, so it was done – it wasn't even shown like late night. It's not an adult swim film. No.
1: No, it was was, was, uh, Storm – sort of Storms. Sort of Storms. So it had Uh, a Japanese influence. Japanese influence, a lot of Japanese mythology. I have no idea if it It was was accurate. accurate, But uh, given Mike Mignola's uh, background, it probably was based on something. A lot of uh, Mm -hmm. Hellboy goes into this alternate kind of parallel universe of – Japanese mythology where he experiences this old uh, curse and that is affecting real time where there's a big crisis going on and he's got to figure this mystery out to get back and and then he meets the guiding light ah. yeah. yeah
2: now was this based on a, a short or the a miniseries series no. Hellboy no, or not it's an an original? original so it's yeah. a brand new story it's a brand new story? story which Mignola did, uh, Interesting. did consult on so I'm guessing this will probably be we'll be seeing this on DVD in a few weeks maybe or? I would hope so yeah, I would hope so
1: won't. I haven't heard anything from Cartoon Network but uh, it was very much done in his style I mean hmm. the, 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 the huge Huge torso, small uh, stock, and little leg, moved mm-hmm. legs, and um, all the characters were really true to the original. Better Abe Sapien than was in the movie, definitely. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll by the
0: same guy. The body yeah. of, a- of Abe Sapien in the live-action film was Doug Jones. Uh, but he didn't get to do the voice. David Hyde Pierce, the studio, insisted that you have a, a big-name voice and David Hyde Pierce, if people realize this is the great humility. Oh So
2: Doug Jones did the voice in this one.
0: Doug Jones did the
2: voice in the cartoon for the cartoon, yeah, and played
0: the body for the live action. Isn't Doug Jones
2: going to be the Silver Surfer? And he
0: will be the Silver Surfer, yes, indeed. But no
2: voice yet, or we don't know yet. Uh, he'll
0: be the voice as well. Now he's a little Good. more established. Uh, and David Hyde Pierce refu- actually did not do publicity for the Hellboy movie. Wow. Preferring to let Doug Jones do it, because he knew that he was coming in and taking away the voiceover from an actor who could have easily done it himself Mm -hmm. and was doing the physicality. That's a good move. That's that's the graciousness of David Hyde Pierce.
2: Well, thank you, Niles. Yes. Anyways. You'd think
0: think he'd have impeccable manners. Sir Robin. Indeed. Sir Robin and Spamalot. And... uh, uh, for uh, to talk about a movie that's not going to happen, unless I'll breathe a sigh of relief together. Thank is uh, Yes, Lon pointed out to me, and I'd seen this earlier this week and totally forgotten because I keep trying to, you know, as much as I sometimes enjoy the man. Uh, Jack Black is in no way, shape, or form in the running to play the Green Lantern. Thank God. No <laughs> way. Oh
2: God! What were thing? they thinking?
0: Yeah, and it's funny because he's had to deny it like several times. They've said there's. You know, the rumor came out like a year ago, and they floated it, and fans just went into this huge uproar. So
1: Jack Black was going to play this thing that the hero would stick his ring in. Yeah, into? I think so.
0: <laughs> hey, I, that's about all I can think. Hey, he was supposed to be Kyle Rayner. He was going to be Kyle yeah, Rayner, bumbling um, fool. And they were going to be, and they were trying to do a comedy. They were going to make it Greatest American. I mean, green this has lantern. been like a, this has been like a year in the making to finally have this denial, and it's funny because like. They keep, Warner Brothers keep saying no. We we've never had this plan. And Jack Black would be in like alternating alternating interviews, saying one, yeah, I, I don't know where that rumor came from, then saying, yeah, I saw a script and they did talk to me. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> what? That's crazy talk. There and are actually,
1: two Jack Black. There are
0: yeah. interesting. At least at least two. Only that. two, really. I think you're. I think you're selling the man and his talent short. Yeah, but I think finally, uh,
2: <laughs> you know, I think the the reality of it is is they saw Batman Begins Do Well as a serious movie. Mm-hmm. Superman Returns I guess finally made its money back, right? Well, we are gonna get a sequel. Yes. Yeah, so Warner
0: Brothers did did confirm this week that so they are I mean, going to make a sequel to Superman Returns. And it just makes Superman Returns again.
2: It just makes better sense, you know, to do a series if they're gonna do a Green Lantern movie. Do it seriously. Do thing. a serious
0: movie. And, and and speaking of serious things, Screen Lantern. Let's uh, we can turn to video games because Ooh. you and I have experienced yeah. something together. I don't know if Rick has yet. nope, nope. nope.
2: Derek, are we really going to talk about this? We or? are going to talk uh, about okay. this.
0: I, we experienced something. together. We experienced something together last week. I'll, I'll be leaving now. Last <laughs> okay. week, I got this phone call. I was. It was late it was at a, night. It was, a, it was a it was a tough day of rehearsal with my students, and and it was Mr. Lon Lopez I saying, said, "Derek, you need to relax. You need to come over." over. Lie on my couch (laughs) and play a little Justice League Heroes, baby! She says, I bought Justice League Heroes and I want to see what it's like to play mano a mano. So I went over to the the Lopez cave. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh,. Yeah, which is like a cave. And uh, Oh, your clothes sign is open. Oh, or is, it's well, not open
2: anymore. There you go. Hey, That's why people are coming to, in. We're open. We're open. Anyways. Anyways clo- uh, yes, Justice League Heroes. So, And then uh, you, you said the
0: sweetest thing to me, Lon. You, you looked over me halfway through the game and you said, wow, when you said you were a lame gamer, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you're lame. So, I said, yeah, totally. Although I've gotten better. I've been playing solo. I have my own copy of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, and here we go. I'm, I have two copies of Justice League Heroes on the Xbox platform to give away. I'm going to put this on the, uh, on the podcast first. I'm not going to post this on the website itself. This is itself. for our
2: hardcore fans yeah. right here.
0: I'm not going to, I'm going to give you first crack at this. And here you go. Here you go. I've been playing solo on this thing, really enjoying it. It's a bit repetitive, you know, you're punching, but I actually get, you know, I'm into that, and that's okay. Um, and I'm, I'm really figuring out the thing of, of, of putting, of improving the powers uh, and choosing the powers. Report, yeah, actually. However, and here's the trivia question you will have to answer in order to be in the running for, the, for one of the Xbox copies. At a certain point, we've been talking about how you get to purchase and unlock characters and costumes. That's very cool. I went over into Golden fl- Golden Age Flash mode. I was very excited. They're disappointed that he still talks like Wally West. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring for another actor to be Jay Garrick. So he still says, fastest man alive, and is really cool. Um, however, you get to uh, form three assault teams at one point uh, to rescue uh, the Martian Manhunter from... Uh, Doomsday's clutches. And just because <laughs> and it was a mistake to let me choose my own team. Uh-uh. So here's the trivia here's the answer to the trivia question is I've discovered <laughs> that not even when their doomsday's clones, because <laughs> You do not even know where I'm going, and yet you know where I'm going. Fat Man and the Huntress are a woefully inadequate team <laughs> <laughs> to take on Doomsday's clones. <laughs> and I am stuck. I now have to start the whole damn game over. In Because a- <laughs> I... Oh, I've got the Huntress! I will- All right! I'll bet they're... Good. See, this is what happens when a guy who's into continuity goes, what'll make the best drama? Batman and the Hunters together. Oh, but it's a video game. That doesn't really work. The AI is not that evolved. What ends up is you keep dying after the second room. So, however, lame Kyle gamer. Rader, the lame gamer, <laughs> rides again. And so... And so <laughs> the trivia question, which I will ask again at the end of the podcast, is if you want a co- to win a copy, you got to tell me, what is that woefully inadequate team against Doomsday's clones? Which two heroes can I, <laughs> should I not have played against Doomsday? However, I should say that Kyle Rayner is almost as powerful as Jon Stewart. Mm. And this is another thing. I was disappointed that they didn't actually create a difference in Green Lantern powers between Kyle and... And John Stewart, because you play John Stewart through most of the game, then you can buy Kyle Hal
2: Jordan too. Uh,
0: and you can thing. buy Hal Jordan too. I'm very disappointed because of my Huntress Snafu, uh, the Huntress Faux pas, I am this close to actually getting to play Aquaman and now I don't think I ever will get to <laughs> <laughs> So well, I,
2: see, that's my if I can add my <laughs> review here. Yeah.
1: That's my biggest problem with the game. Is that you could go with Aquaman and Huntress up against. Even better.
0: I I'm I'm willing to bet that it sucked too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, but
2: that's the biggest downfall I think with the game. The game, first of all, graphics are great. Uh, Plays really well. Plays real easily. Um, We had a blast as a duo. Yeah, it actually plays a lot better with another person. It's definitely better in co-op mode. In singles mode, it's not as is fun. I would say, Uh, however. It gets better as you start amping up the powers and you start, you know, making... Because in the beginning, your characters start out very weak, but then... Once you get them up to a level that, you know, when Superman punches a robot with one punch, they should be dead. I mean, that's what you're yeah. used to, right? So it takes a while to get that level. So once you – basically, I went through the whole game once, and now I'm playing it again, and now you can play so it when they're not, all
0: – You did not choose the Batman Huntress mode?
2: I, I actually no, put a powerful person with a you know, a weak Right. Well, that was my mistake. Oh, okay. All right. So. <laughs> but then again, I've, I'm not a lame gamer. But anyways um, – no, but so, but then my biggest problem is is I thought, okay, once you complete the game, you can buy, you know, during the game you can buy characters like Green Arrow, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So I figured once you pass the game, you could put anybody, you know, at any level, which isn't the case. So basically I had to replay the game up until the middle until I could choose my start, new team. When you
0: can start selecting teams. Right. And I was
2: a little bummed at that because... Now I'm in the middle of the game, and I'm picking these new characters that I just bought, and they're not all leveled up and powered up. So now they're all weak in these hard levels, and it's not as... I mean, yeah, you can... I mean, granted, they come with some points, and you can boost them up. Do they level faster at the higher levels? No, I mean, they level normal. They level normal. I mean, you come with, like, six points to level them up. I mean, to get them up to a a decent speed, so they're not totally weak. But it's also one of those things where you can only play them in certain levels, and then the game's over again. It's like one of those things where it's like... There's all these fun levels at the beginning you could just... And, and that's not how it was explained
0: to me at E3, or perhaps I misunderstood. And um, as I suspect, that at least one of the guys from <clears throat> Snowblind is probably going to listen to this. Uh, and, he, and he's asked me for like our, our honest input mm-hmm. and, in case they do a sequel, which I think they will. I think it is a fun I, game. I enjoy it. It is a very fun game. And uh, I think the Mercury News this week ran a, ran a big article on it and said yeah. that one of the things about it is got to realize that there's something, in a way... That Sorry, Marvel, that there's something so cool about getting to be Green Lantern that is not the same. Th- it's not that cool to be Iron Man. I mean, it's fun, mm. but there's something about the uh, about the how the DC heroes are kind of iconic. You've kind of grown up with them. They're child safe. They really always yeah, have been, are. you know. So yeah. so they filled you with wonder from an early age. So to finally get to play them, and I don't know how this compares to like the Superman Returns game, or really any other Superman video game since the Atari 2600 one, which <coughs> I do recall playing. Uh, but I was finding that really cool to be Superman. I was really finding it cool to play Green Lantern. And even Zatanna, I really underestimated how much I would enjoy turning my opponents into rabbits mm-hmm. and then kicking the snot out of them. Well, like, but, yeah, but, but <laughs> see, that's what I was saying too. No, to actual about. rabbits were No, actual them. rabbits
2: were, were harmed, but you get to change it. And Well, no, that's what I was saying about once you're able to start getting the power boost and you're starting to be able to use these characters like you've read them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, where Batman does kick a lot of, you know, kick a lot of ass. Can I say that? Sure. Um, but you know what I mean? Where Superman is powerful and, you know, doesn't, you know. So that's when it's the most fun, I think, for me, is when you can amp them up. And also, I mean, I did like, too, it, I mean, it has the personality that you come to accept from these characters. And I'm guessing... They must have based a little bit off of Jail You, the cartoon. A lady. little bit. Dwayne
0: McDuffie wrote the story of the game, and he's and been like both a comic Lamar, writer. I think is back too. I know uh, Phil Lamar is not a voice. Oh, okay. Phil Lamar is actually a voiceover in Ultimate Alliance, which we'll get to in a minute because okay. you've been playing that right, game. Right. Uh, that uh, he's the Watcher, I think, and somebody okay. else as well. He, okay, he so he's not Green Lantern. He's not. Was Green he Lantern. on the TV show? Or he no? was Green Lantern on the TV show, no, and this they got somebody exactly who sounds very like much him. like him. Uh, but none of the voices are the same. Ron Perlman is playing Batman. Do we know. Christopher Barnes? Is he the Superman? No, I, I checked the credits and, and okay. I didn't recognize any except for uh, Carlos Alizraki. Is he? Who is, is he? He's
2: the key. Interesting. He's okay. the key. So it, it's a great greatest the hits of
0: villains. You get to go up against these villains that are really cool oh, to surprising, see
2: surprising though. Sorry to cut you off. No. No, no Lex Luthor.
0: No, let's look through. I think because they're say that he's going to be, be appearing in the Superman Returns oh, game. Oh, I see. Okay. And it makes sense, you know, which version you use. And I don't know how this compares to Superman Returns game, which is coming out sometime in November. Uh, oh, that's so let's good put planning. in the plug now. Could yeah. yeah. uh, Well, with the video release. Oh, I see. Uh, so, you know, if anybody from whichever company it is that has this just listens to this, we'd love to get a copy of the Superman Returns game, and uh, Lon and
1: I could play it. And oh, I can do. I add something while you're begging? Yeah, sure. I have been trying to get a copy of Marvel Ultimate Alliance since it came out last uh, Tuesday, and it sold out everywhere. Well, I just bought a copy last night. You did, did you? Yeah. But I got it on PS Two. So oh, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. going next. X360, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah. The,
2: that's the big push. And that's what, apparently, Alliance Wait, has... Can I make a request, if he's making a request? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want
1: for Christmas? We can request whatever, but okay. it all comes through me anyway. They email well, bef- me first. before we.
2: It's a video game request, and before uh-huh. we go on to Ultimate Alliance... And so I'm not so done with just League Heroes, because there's a side game, too. Okay, well, so then, gonna we're going to bring it up later, because I want to all bring this back. They also. Back- ulti- Oh, go go ahead. ahead. Back to Justice League or Justice League Heroes.
0: They also have a Game Boy Advance version. There's a PSP yeah. version coming out in November, which has two characters that are not in the main game, which is Supergirl and Black Canary. Black Canary, Black Canary does appear on the Game Boy Advance version, which is um, Flash. The really? Flash. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, really cool coordination, though they're different developers. I've been playing; I'm almost done with the Game Boy game. Uh-huh. I'm not as lame in, in on Game Boy for some strange reason. I don't know what it is. Simpler, simpler controls; they're good for my thumbs. Lame I don't boy. know, <laughs> a lame boy, lame boy, <laughs> advance. Woo-hoo. Uh, but it's a side story, and it actually references what's going on in the main Justice League Heroes ah, game. That's nice. And and they use the same sound. So you don't feel stupid for buying it and all the no. platforms. You feel like you're
1: actually keyed like, in. Like,
0: like this is what's been going on on the side. Yeah. The flash checks in with everybody. They go, oh, Jean. Well, you know, he's like, where's John Jones? Oh, he's been held, been captured. So perhaps there's time for him. for He's the stuck flash. in the
1: PSP game. You're he's stuck in the PSP. Game,
0: you know, uh, where's John Jones? He's captured, and unfortunately, somebody <laughs> teamed up Batman and the Huntress. <laughs> We're never getting him <laughs> back. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, but actually, I'm 94 percent done. I love. I really appreciate games that tell me how close I am to being finished because it's like, I feel like I've accomplished something. And I gotta say, now I I think there was a Resident Evil game for Game Boy Advance, and I've never played it. But the Justice League Heroes Game Boy Advance game has the most disgusting sound effect that I have yet encountered on a Game Boy game, hmm. which is Brainiac sends out these little brains with tentacles that lick at you, Ew. and it goes. And that's it just feels gross. like you're being licked, and, it's just, and it just and it naturally weakens the blast. Does flash. it vibrate when it's <coughs> no? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have the dual shock? No. No, this is the Game Boy, oh, okay. uh, but it's a it's actually a cool little game. And one of the unlockables, I think, is cool for kids, is that it actually uh, one of the unlockables is to then you can go through the development of the game, and it talks about like game scripting and all the things. And so if a ki- if a kid's playing this, and suddenly you know and is into it, it takes him through the whole step-by-step. Step on the Game a, Boy. On the Game Boy in a very wow. simplistic way. It's done in Pixels. It's not, I mean, it's, uh, or in, what do they call it, sprites. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's simplistic. But it's a, just kind of a nice step-by-step to kind of point out to kids what kind of work goes into this. And it's like nine months of development, and here's what we did along the way. And I thought
1: that was kind of a cool thing. It's, it's like the, future uh, the, the expanded programs. portion of a, of a DVD. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, I like that. You know, It's one thing they've done with the animated series on DVDs as well, is occasionally gone into weird places yeah. where kids might be curious. Like on The Batman, which I'm not a big fan of that animated series, The Batman. But on the first disc they released, they went to Mattel. And they took kids on a tour of Mattel and the sculpting of an action figure, and I thought that was really cool, yeah. cool little extra. So to have that on the video game also was like, oh, good, because kids want to know. Yeah. And then it's something like, you know, do your math, kids, because even if you hate math, you, if you want to do this, you got to know math. You got to figure all this stuff out. So it's kind of a cool pro-educational. Thing. Okay, so, my last Okay, two, now go.
2: Last two complaints on Justice the League Heroes. All- um, it basically play. Okay, so uh, not this isn't a complaint, but just for people out there who didn't played it. Uh-huh. Basically. Plays like X Men Legends. It's uh, I don't know what did we figure out what that kind of style of game. It's not third person. It's not. It's like from above, and that was my one complaint. Was it role playing game? I guess yeah, I, you know the r- characters and RPG, are, and uh, yeah, you know I don't know. Yeah, but the one complaint was that the characters were a little too small to see and you could you can still zoom in on them but you don't get a good view cuz it's overhead. But I found it mo- a lot more instinctual than X-Men Legends. I've played X-Men Legends too. No, I'm just saying it plays yeah.
1: like it. It plays you know, it's, it's a, a similar an overhead game. Overhead criticism about th- not affect the Mercury review too. Oh, really? but I think I, I think
0: it's better. It's done better than the X-Men game. Though I liked X-Men sure. Legends too.
2: No, and I, but then I will say also too that and I, I brought this up when we were first playing it is when I first started playing it um, I was getting weird headaches afterwards playing it, and you had told me that the PSP version or whatever yeah, the you had. Game,
0: the GBA, the Game Boy Advance version, also says take breaks. Yeah, it has, yeah. A, has
2: a warning on it, so I didn't see the warning. So, I, I mean, I've gotten a little more used to it. There's not but, a warning
0: on the PS2. Yeah,
2: but I just think it's it was one of those where I was kind of, you know. But now that I'm used to it, I've been playing it uh, for a few you know days straight pretty much. Um, it's you know it's gotten a little more used to it and like I said like the uh, the gameplay a little better. Now, do are we ready to shift to the? Let's shift, okay? Because I just opened, cracked open uh, Ultimate Alliance today mm-hmm. oh. for the PS Two. Um, one thing I will say, I uh, I think the game was designed for the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty because automatically turning on the PS Two, graph you can see a graphics drag a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, you can mm-hmm. tell. It moves a little slower, whereas the the Justice League Heroes flows really nice. There's no real hang-up on that. When I demoed Ultimate Alliance back
0: in San Diego at the Mm -hmm. Comic-Con, they demoed it on 360. They demoed it on an HD screen. Mm -hmm. And as I was commenting, boy, this looks really cool, and they said... Yeah, but this is a 360 on HD. Right, right. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, oh, we don't anticipate actually that it's going to look that cool for a lot of people. Right. So.
2: And then the other, um, it's fun because, well, I mean, the, I'm conflicted because they're all ultimate versions of the characters. They're which, not all not ultimate Not all, versions. but Captain America, The Thing, Wolverine. No, well, maybe not Wolverine, but. Um, Does he have a little soul patch that it's Wolverine? I haven't looked. Yeah, Ultimate Wolverine. Yeah. But uh, the play is a, just a little stiff. It's you know it's playable. There's four characters instead of two, like mm-hmm. Justice League Heroes, which harkens back to the X Men Legends kind of mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. And it's not same he- developer. It's Activision. Is it? Okay. I think it's Activision for both. And it's not as easy to. And gr- the funny thing is, is after playing Justice League Heroes, putting it down and then playing Mar- uh, Ultimate Alliance, pretty much controls are almost the same. Uh, your trigger buttons at the top are kind of reversed. But you know the punch and the jump are all in the same spots usually, and um, uh, it's it's a little harder to figure out the power ups. Like how do I power mm-hmm. up this move or whatever? And I'm sure all it's going to take is just me reading the book. Well, but I need to I need to go back to X Men Legends,
0: and maybe I won't die as quickly and as lame. Possibly, I survive, I survive far further in.
1: You need your training. You need you need to. Your- Yes, or wax just... Wax on, wax on. I need to do yeah. that? Yeah. Is there time for that? I don't yeah. have time for
2: that. But, but overall, uh, got into it. It's it's following. It looks like an ultimate storyline of some sort. Not sure yet. I've only you know only got a couple hours into it, but seems fun. Referencing a lot of characters already, you know.
1: So each squad has four characters, and you switch in which one you're Yeah, it's just
2: like X-Men Legends, where you can push up or down, and you, know, you
1: choose and a you character. And you can
2: unlock new characters to
0: go along. And I know that it has the, at least the classic version of Galactus because I've seen that and found that really funny on the yeah. scroll So they world.
2: have yeah, they have some classic versions and then some ultimate versions. So it's just really a strange amalgam of the two. It's like they couldn't figure out what And the Nick Fury is the standard Nick Fury and not ultimate Nick Fury. Which so that Samuel L. Jackson, but you know, well, there you go. so but it is ultimate Thor. I know I've seen yeah. that painting. Yeah. So it's really kind of it's one of those things where you're like, make up your mind, guys.
1: What are you doing? So, it's like the animated DVD Ultimate Avengers. Well, things. yeah, but or, that was more yeah. Ultimates
2: because it had the you know the Samuel L. Jackson ish, yeah, sure. yeah, guy. But anyways, ultimately, I you know to give my just you know quick review on it. Um, like I said, the only thing I noticed graphics lag, but other than that, play seems kind of fun. Um, not as many you know power up special moves in the beginning. I guess you have to play through the game mm-hmm. and earn them, which I always think is kind of a bummer because you want to be able to just play it and be awesome and, you know, how. Right, and powers. that's one of the
0: things I liked about the way that the heroes did that with the she- – Justice League Heroes with the shields, mm-hmm. that, that it's always held me back trying to f- – I don't want to explore all those nooks and crannies and have to hope I unlocked something. Like, I'm really yeah. – en- I've been playing Evil Dead uh, is it Regeneration mm-hmm. uh, and really enjoying it, but there are certain un- unlockables. It's like if I didn't find it, I'm hosed, so right. I don't get to go right. back and see that little extra – Whereas this is, you just earn the shields, and you can keep earning them, and then you, when you cer- oh, okay. hit a certain amount, then you can buy.
1: This is currency. Yeah, it's currency, it's yeah. and then you can. So then well, you can buy ups, a costume, or in your power
0: ups. Well, your power ups just come from your experience. From you your know, experience. so you, level up. Uh, you know. I so I found that a lot uh, a lot more intuitive, and oh, uh, and back. Uh, I'm it, sorry. It falsely gave me confidence in my abilities as a gamer. And to
2: comment back on what you were saying earlier, and maybe you mentioned so. something about it in the, the Mercury News report was. Um, how the DC hero? Okay, so we're comparing jail Justice League heroes to Ultimate Alliance. Mm-hmm. Justice League heroes, there's a sense of fun, sense of hope, and a sense of uh, you're like, hey, I'm gonna have a good time playing this game, even though the situation's dire and everything. Else, this Marvel Alliance game, it's dark, it's kind of <laughs> depressing in a weird way. It's you know, it's grim and gritty, like Marvel's always trying to do. And it's funny is when you guys were talking about that, there's a huge light and day difference, and it's one of those where you are almost just like. You know, the Justice League Heroes just seems more fun. You just want to play it because it's a little more <laughs> contagious. You know? hey,
0: it's almost like the question. Is, you know, are gamers are they are they this dark? You mm-hmm. know, is that is that it? Is that who you got to appeal to? Um,
2: I don't know. Yeah, and and the one have you played Green Arrow yet on the Justice League Heroes? No. If you play Green Arrow. <laughs> What's great is they give him a little personality. He goes through, because you have to wait till Gorilla City so yeah. you can pick him. And what's great is he has a one-liner about, you know, they're fighting gorillas and he goes, somebody called Jane Goodall. And I was just like, wow, that's that's what I picture Green Arrow would say. That's an Ollie Queen Just as, like I said,
0: one of the funniest things is if if you, like, just leave them, you don't hit pause, you just walk away for a little bit. Play Like Superman at the beginning, Superman and Batman are just kind of hanging out, putting their thumbs on the Superman's says. You know who I like, you don't Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> and, like, and they do say stuff in character that just makes perfect sense. I mean, the Flash is cocky, right? And yeah. he's just always saying, "Fastest man alive." Six yeah. Six uh yeah, oh. It's just six 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 me six against the bad guys. Six six <laughs> Look out! You know. And he and, it, and he sounds almost like Michael yeah. Rosenbaum. It's not Michael Rosenbaum, but he really sounds close to the from the JLU. So I mean, it's definitely got some a JLU personality. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I can't speak to Ultimate Alliance, and hopefully. Rick will find a copy yeah, of it on to the 360.
1: Just us if it's better. What about what
2: about storyline? Is it, I mean, did they for the ultimate one
1: through a, a storyline? The or Justice or the
2: League one progresses really. It's an easy storyline where it's just basically Brainiac's done something. We got to stop them. And which I like those storylines. I can follow them really well. Yeah. And it and it's and they're you know followed by some pretty good cinematics, and uh, it's it's fun and entertaining because all their personalities match the characters and it's, you know, and they all, the drama's there, you know what I mean? There's, like you said, Flash is cocky, uh, Batman's kind of an a-hole, you know I mean? It's so played Tana's by... a kind of sexy. Yeah, is kind of yeah, flirty and fun. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Whereas, the one thing I didn't like about Ultimate Alliance, and I don't know if this is just a PS2 ver- version or not, um, but when they have conversations, like, you have to go around and kind of talk to different people. It has kind of that screen where it pops up and you have to you know, yeah. You, oh, you have to choose your yeah. Your press X to this. Yeah, yeah. You know, say what you're going to say, and I'm like, oh, is it really? a rare game or is? What's that? It's not done by Rare, then. Uh, Rare. I don't... It really was good. the same people the X-Men Legends because they had the Raven Ravensoft, I think, was... I don't, I don't know. know the I don't developers.
0: offhand, but uh, I'm sure a listener will tell us. And if you and if you do know, it's email to us at editor at fanboyplanet.com or check in on the message boards which are heating up with anti-Chris Garcia
2: invective. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to fire those those.
0: You've been trying. You've been trying. Mario's been trying. It's a shame Mario couldn't make it tonight, but mm. he's busy again. Did you see I posted? I did. I did, saying, How I love the podcast. Which was like a subtle hint. Derek, get back to doing podcasts. I
2: gotta get a cool icon like you guys, though. I gotta figure out how to do that. Is it easy? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I don't remember how I did it. Uh,
0: <laughs> I had Michelle do it for oh, me. Oh, I see. Uh, so that's it. I'm uh, I'm actually almost out of time that I can stay. Okay. So. Uh, I think we've covered a lot. And, uh, and so, again, uh, email us at editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, check in on the
2: message boards. and What about our contest? you want to re- On our right contest, now?
0: reiterate that I have two copies of Justice League Heroes on Xbox, the Xbox platform to give away. I don't have two Xboxes. I have two copies of JLH on Xbox to give away. In order to qualify, you need to email at editor at fanboyplanet.com and tell me, what was my unfortunate choosing of team ooh, to go ooh. up against? I know. Shut up! I know. Against <laughs> Doomsday, Steve. You can't say. You can't say. And, uh, he'll know. I can't. He pays attention. He just doesn't talk uh, until it's really inappropriate <laughs> to do so. So <laughs> tell me which that. team it is, and uh, you could be you could be the proud owner of an Xbox version of Justice League Heroes. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I've got Lon Lopez. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. And I've got Rick Brechtneider. Good evening. And don't the be a lame gamer. And the, guy, and the guy, don't be a lame gamer. I can't help it! <laughs> and the guy yelling, I know, I know! In the background is Steve Simonetti. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. So, good night. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.